Hey guys, uh, just giving you a heads up, I changed up the music on this episode too. This episode features a song called Roads from a Chicago band called Max the Fox. If you dig it, I'll put a link to their website in the show notes. Go check them out. They are ridiculously good. One of my favorite bands. And now enjoy this episode on traveling. Use like online dating when I go on vacation because with local people is like a, like a great way to um, get to know a place. So, did you know that my first Tinder experience was in Atlanta? No. I was on a trip for work, mm-hmm. freshly single, like days, sitting in my hotel room, nothing to do. I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have to get back out there." Had you been on the dating apps before? Never in my life. So this is also your first dating app experience. Yes. This was about a year and a half ago. Um, So I'm sitting in a hotel in Atlanta and just had no idea what I was doing. So I'm swiping. And then I start getting matches. I was like, great. People are willing to talk to me. Best case scenario, I meet a girl in Atlanta. Worst case scenario, I meet a girl in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> so my first foray into online dating was also my first foray into Tinder tourism. Hmm. Talked to a bunch of random people. Um, had on my profile that I was from Chicago, so hmm. they kind of knew what was up. And a lot of people that matched with me just wanted to give me recommendations on restaurants, places to see, neighborhoods to visit things to do it was great it's like my favorite thing to do when I travel now going to a new city and just kind of having the app up opens you up to this wide range of people that are also just sitting around doing nothing and if somebody's bored enough like they're gonna start a conversation and be like hey what's up and either be like oh you're just in town for a couple days here's some recommendations of things that I like to do that you also might like to do If they're adventurous, they'll say, hey, do you want to do these things with me? So there's there's some benefits to traveling and using the apps. You have any experience with this? You know, Chicago is a big city and people travel a lot for work. So I have run into a lot of guys who like split their time and they split their time between usually like Milwaukee and Chicago or like Madison or you know something that's like within a certain you know distance where they're like back for the weekend or you know their their company has offices in in both towns whatever and i don't actually have a problem with this because my time is so limited that if you're just here on the weekends you are not bothering me which i love <laughs> i love to be left alone I've said that about people I really like. I'm like, you know what I really like about him? He leaves me alone. No one ever does that. They're always like, wah, wah on the phone, you know? <laughs> uh, what are you doing? How are you doing? What are you doing? So I'm not opposed to it because of that. I am opposed to it because I can't get the idea out of my head that they're like living a double life. Ooh. I always think this. I don't know why. I've run across men who have... They'll say, you know, I have an apartment in Chicago and I have a, you know, I have a house in like Milwaukee or something because it makes sense to buy over there, right? But it makes sense to rent here. And I always think, well, I guess you have like a family in Milwaukee. (laughs) 
and you're looking for like a Chicago girlfriend. That's just where my mind goes. And I don't know why, because it's so common for people to travel. I mean, you go to Philly all the time. Yeah. And like, you know, you obviously don't have like a wife over here. Right. <laughs> you right. Know? So like, I know it's real. I just, I don't know. I can't get past that for some reason. I just always think you have the equivalent of me over there. Yeah, talking about long-term relationships, you know, if you do meet somebody that's that's traveling, you know, you have a connection with that you kind of want to get a relationship going with that doesn't live in your city or doesn't live even within like a like an area that you're comfortable sort of going to yeah. on a whim, you know, Chicago 10 miles away is like it's an hour trip. Listen, I can't even date someone who like <laughs> lives in like, you know, Lincoln Park. No, it's too point. far. It's, it's too, too far. far. There's a lot of trust that goes into that, right? Yeah. Because there's but it's a lot. Like immediate, it's not built up trust. It's immediate trust. Oh, yeah. It's benefit the doubt trust. So I think there's a way to, to combat that. Okay. If there's one thing we cannot stress enough in this podcast, it's communication. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Yeah. You've got to set that expectation real early and be real honest about it. So, you know, you mentioned Philly. I'm in a relationship right now and hopefully. By the time this gets posted, I'm still in this relationship, so I don't have to delete all this stuff because I'm (laughs) crying. So I'm I'm dating a girl who lives in a different city. When we had planned out what we were going to talk about on this podcast, the traveling episode was going to be this little blip. I was going to talk about how great it is to get travel recommendations and sort of mechanics of how you can set yourself up for success when you travel and then get some other people's stories. And then I met this girl for an interview like we weren't even like going out on a date we met for an interview for this podcast and then ended up going out to dinner one night and just like boom fireworks sparks all of it and so now we're seeing each other and it's been a couple months but I think the thing that set us up for success was right off the bat I told her I can't expect anything of you as far as like a relationship goes Mm -hmm. like you want to keep seeing other guys in the city that you live in go for it like and I kind of had the expectation that I was gonna do the same back home um I quickly lost interest like she just kind of became everything I was thinking about but even now I mean we're three four months in we haven't really changed that we're still like if I found out that she was dating somebody else or like had found somebody at home and be like yeah of course because I live 700 miles away Mm -hmm. like there's no reason for me to be like no I had that locked down I'll see you in three weeks. You make sure to stay single that whole time. Yeah, but it's like, you're invested. Yeah. So what happens if, you know, if she meets someone in her city and she's like, he's here. She's an adult. <laughs> yeah, but, but like that, that strength that you have yeah, is I mean, not common. So, yeah, I, I'd given that a lot of thought. It's not much different than if we lived next door to each other and she met somebody at work yeah. that they had a stronger connection than we had or it's true you know what I mean like there's the the distance thing at that point is less of a factor now it does come into play because you need to have communication any relationship you've got to have some sort of consistent communication so you have to figure out what are your communication styles do you have to talk on the phone every night can you text all the time I'm good with text. I kind of hate the the telephone, just Mm -hmm. (laughs) in general. The the quality sucks. I I feel like I can't multitask when I'm on the phone. It's like this, you know, all this time that you're sort of just stuck. 
so I'm big on texting. And so like for any relationship for me to work, there has to be a lot of texting back and forth. I think of something funny throughout the day, I'm gonna send it to you. You're busy, four hours later I get a response, like we're good, like that works out really well. A lot of people that doesn't work for. A lot of people need that face-to-face, like you've gotta have that physical Mm -hmm. connection of some kind and so it really comes down to personalities. A lot of people can't do the long distance relationship thing to any degree. I mean, there's people, you said you can't date somebody that lives in Lincoln Park. That's I can't, that's long distance. What's it, seven miles away from where you live? Yeah, that's long distance. It's too much, I yeah. actually changed my profile uh, on, I think it was like OkCupid or something. I changed it to like, you know, I'm in the West Loop and I don't like a long commute. Because <laughs> like, I, I don't want to be in an Uber for 25 minutes. First of all, that is... A stupid expense and second of all that's a long time that's just 50 time. minutes yeah five zero to come and go to meet you no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no if it weren't weird i would be like can i just date someone in my building <laughs> now what if you met somebody that was just everything like you i mean it was like the perfect person would the commute matter as much yeah because i wouldn't go on a first date with them Okay. They lived really far away. <laughs> right. It's a non-starter. They're like not everything. I get it. I get if it. they it's live in like Schaumburg, you know. Yeah. I mean, unless like you're gonna do all of the commuting and not complain about it, it's not gonna work. Yeah. Because I'm not going to Schaumburg. I don't like driving longer than 20 minutes to do anything. I was working in Amsterdam this summer for a month and. Um, it was like a really great way to meet people and go on dates and things like that. When I travel, I just recruit tour guides through online dating and have made friends with locals that way. Travel is becoming a lot more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of companies are realizing that instead of hiring somebody in every city they have an office in, they can hire one person and just fly them around and fuck up their whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Some people really like it. Some people can make the best of it. Some people hate it. Um, I happen to really enjoy it. I do a lot of traveling. I'm, it's rare, especially this year, that I'm in my hometown for more than two consecutive weeks. Yeah. So I did a lot of Tinder traveling. Um, it was how I got so many interviews for the podcast, mm-hmm. just going around towns. That's how and I got banned. That was how you got banned. P.S. Yeah. <laughs> But you meet a lot of different people no matter like what city you're in, you know, and I I think certain cities definitely have better dating scenes than other cities. Chicago just it sucks. (laughs) There's no a lot of people I've talked to that live here and or have traveled to and and from Chicago kind of all agree that Chicago is the worst. It's not that bad. No, it's the worst. (laughs) There was a guy I talked to from he lived in New York. Um, oh, it's fun up there, I hear. And he was like, I don't know what it is about Chicago. He just recently moved to Chicago. He's like, I don't know what it is about Chicago. It's just people just, they're cold, they're dismissive, they're just, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird Midwestern thing. That's strange because Midwesterners are so nice. They are. And that's the problem is that we're so nice that we're not real. That's the complaint. Um, so the yeah. East Coast is currently kind of where it's at. The West Coast, they seem to be, you know, the big cities you go to, San Francisco, L.A., mm-hmm. people seem to be just gunning for the top. They're looking for 
who's going to get them to that next whatever, you know, who's the best I can get. Yeah. Who's going to improve my career, Mm -hmm. get me that next role, get me that Hmm. startup job, you know, whatever that is. So like in a way it's like super transactional. Yeah. Right. Or potentially you're just using someone to climb socially. Yeah. So it's like insincere potentially. Yeah, it is. It is. You're just using people. Uh, DC apparently is the same way. A lot Hmm. of Oh, people in like politics, politics yeah. yeah just looking for all right who do you know who, who can you get me access to oh man so, but the east coast suck. has a lot of great cities that you know, outside of of dc um new york wonderful um richmond virginia i hear is is a delight really philadelphia city of brotherly love mm-hmm. um met some of the best people like the, i spent a good two or three weeks out there and just got the the best interviews and just met the most wonderful people in philly yeah my my heart's in philly yeah um and even like down south you know miami tampa i met a lot of really good people down there too although i will say i mean miami you get a lot of like instagram Models, yeah, yeah, the ones who are just like, follow me. Right. I want to be the next whatever because I live on a beach. Right. So, you know, no matter where you travel, you kind of get these different uh, flavors of, of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just kind of know that when you're going into it. But when you're traveling, there's ways to set yourself up for success. What is success when you're traveling and you're on a dating app? Depends okay. on what your goal is. So let's say... Let's say you actually want to go out with people, um, whether it be to meet them or to hook up with them. You want that swipe to turn into a face-to-face interaction of some kind. Sure. This is the one time I'll advocate for Tinder's paid service. That 30 bucks a month that you can pay, they'll let you see who likes you, mm-hmm. that people usually use it for. Mm-hmm. That's fine. If you travel a lot, the paid service lets you change your location without you actually having to be there. So what you can do is when you know you're going to be somewhere, change your location and say, hey, I'm going to be in town for these dates. That gets people interested in you. You start the conversations before you're actually in town, Mm -hmm. and then you kind of set up your, in quotes, dates for when you're going to be there. Kind of do the legwork ahead of time. Other apps have similar features. Um, Not all of them do. Some of them are just you set your location, and that's where you're stuck at. This is kind of where Tinder... They call it Tinder tourism. Um, <laughs> this is this is how you do it. You got to pay for it, uh, but it works. I mean, if you're somebody that travels a lot for work, or you have a big vacation coming up, you know, if you're single and you like traveling the world, and you're like, man, I'm going to be in this city for two weeks. I'd like to meet somebody there. That's how you can do it. Um, so yeah, you just go on the app. You put in the city you're going to. Change your profile. The key is you've gotta be upfront about the fact that you're a tourist. No one wants to go out with you and then find out that you're not from their city. Um, So typically, like, I will, um, so I will, like, change my location so that I'm in that area a couple months beforehand so that I have an opportunity to, like, get to know people I want to meet up with. Because I don't want to just, like, I really don't want to meet up with, like, just strangers. So I like to like a chance to just get to know somebody beforehand. So I'll move my location. I'll say exactly where I'm going to be in the dates. I'm going to be there and see how it goes. <laughs> I've had times where I've, you know, started a conversation with a guy and 
you know, several hours or days in, he mentions that, um, you know, he's only in Chicago part-time. And uh, that's not what I'm looking for, right? My schedule is, like, such that I, you know, if I have a night off, I, I we need to go out right now. So you wouldn't even have wasted your time had you known this No, exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have. So I actually started to ask people, like, do you live here? Or are you just passing through? And that's one of my first questions. If they don't have it listed, like, where they live in their profile. Actually, Bumble has a new feature where it says now where they're, like, where they live and where they're from. You can elect to release that information. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's great when you're traveling and uh, then you don't have to change it every time to say, hey, I'm visiting you know, Miami, I'm from Chicago or whatever it is. Um, you just scroll to the bottom of their profile and it says, you know, lives in Chicago or lives in, you know, whatever, whatever city. Uh, and it's convenient and that, that way you know. Because I've, I've, I've done this a lot where like, you know, I'll swipe right on someone and then, you know, we have a little bit of conversation and they're like, oh, I'm just visiting. It's like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> you know, I mean, not, you know, it's not, it's not so severe. It's just like, I think I'm just a person where I don't have a shotgun approach, right? So if I swipe on you, like, and, and you're not totally awful, like, we'll probably meet up. So I'm not swiping right that much. Uh, so it would help if they had that information on there. So you're not swiping right on people that are like, I'm just in town for a couple of days. No. Looking I don't need for that. a tour guide, kinda. I'm not a tour guide. I don't always happily offer um, like advice to people as far as like stuff to do. But unless we are vibing super hard, I don't see any point in spending time with you. Like for me to have to show you around. Do you know what I mean? I just don't have the time or the patience for it. You know, I think about what I could be doing instead. (laughs) And there's a long list of things, you know, sleeping, hanging out with my family, going to the gym, anything else besides being some guy's tour guide. I know. I love it. I love it. There's that challenge because I love the city so much that there's the touristy stuff where it's like, have you been to Navy Pier? No? All right. Well, let's at least cross that off your list because it's like a that Millennium Park. There's like some just real baseline stuff that you do when you come to Chicago. But then the ones that have been here before, they're like, no, I don't want to go to Navy Pier. I've heard it sucks. I've seen Millennium Park. And like, all right, what else can we do? Take in the Chicago Athletic Club, play some games, uh-huh. go to a speakeasy, go to some of the dive bars go to a museum that they've never heard of like holy shit this is in Chicago like yeah or ask them you know what what have you heard that's cool in the city to do and learn something about your city I love it I love it (laughs) it's like a hobby for you it is a hobby for me yeah yeah Yeah. so that's totally different and no you know with the expectation that like this isn't going anywhere we're just we're spending a day together if things go well and there's some sort of way that this could turn into a relationship. You know, you don't live terribly far away or you're not rooted in the city that you're living in. Sure. There's some chance that, you know, our pals will cross again. Yeah. Then, you you know, you cross that bridge if it's worth crossing. But otherwise, it's just like, I'm going to go meet a stranger. Like, how often do you just, like, go out and meet a stranger and spend the day with them and say, here's something about myself. Like, take it or leave it, but I'm, I want to impress you. Yeah. For no reason, then you're here. 
you exist and so and you asked I'm a little bit of a romantic in that yeah. way a little bit um, but yeah I do I like it that's cool and in the same way like when I travel like I would love to have, have somebody be like around, yeah. meet me at this place and I did you know maybe that's what kind of ruined it for me was um, when I was in Atlanta I was there for three or four days and met a girl on Tinder and she was like I'm a bartender I work in this part of the city mm-hmm. um, meet me here after work and I'll show you around I was like great so she showed me some of like the cooler bars around the area mm-hmm. we've stayed in touch every time I'm in Atlanta we hang out we've gone to concerts together we're friends on Facebook there was never going to be like any kind of romantic connection we knew that going into it but like we've become really good friends we keep finding out like that we have things in common we're into the same music we both have kids and she's awesome and the only reason I met her was because I was on Tinder and she was willing to take a chance on a stranger and I, I travel alone a lot do I have safety concerns? yeah sometimes but I just try to meet people in public places and do a little bit of googling first to like, what is a safe neighborhood to go meet and if I get any sort of feeling like, oh, no, come here, I won't, you know, do that. Some precaution needs to be taken with the traveling thing. When it comes to grifters, people that are looking to scam you out of money, um, people that are just passing through and or don't live in the city that you're in, Um, It seems to be a rising trend that people are trying to take advantage of others on dating apps. Like most other scams, they seem to gravitate toward the older audience. I don't want to say lonelier, but just more susceptible to these kinds of things. So just kind of keep an eye out for that. If anyone asks you for money in any capacity on a dating app, best to say no. Chances are if somebody's asking you for money or gift cards or a place to stay, anything with any kind of value on it, just just let it go. Yeah. That's that's a real appropriate time to ghost somebody. Even if someone who lived in the city was, you know, like, oh, can I crash or can I? Mm-mm. No, you can't just come into my house. I mean, I won't even get into a car with someone who's like, oh, I'll pick you up. No. And I'm like, no, you won't. I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Because I, that's just the safety protocol. Mm-hmm. So, The reason the traveling thing is, is sort of easy for the scammers is that they don't have to stay in constant contact. And so they can make that initial connection and get that person on the line and then be elsewhere and then kind of check in every now and then and keep planting that seed. Hey, you still lonely? Hmm. I still have something to offer you. A couple days later, hey, I was just thinking about you. So is this usually like young women doing this to older men or is it like young men doing it to older women? Because you said that the older generation is like more victimized. Yeah, the stories that I've heard is uh, younger men or women to older men or women. Oh man. It's not great, it's kind of scary. So just just know the threat exists, and yeah. when you see that red flag, say, all right, I'm out. It's like when the IRS calls you and says you owe money. <laughs> the IRS shouldn't be calling you, yeah. telling you that you owe the money. And the same as somebody on a dating app shouldn't, shouldn't be hitting you up for money. Right. 
there are some flags that I notice with these people that are actually a scam. One, they ask if I've ever dated a military guy. It turns out they're in the Army stationed in Afghanistan. See, that makes it really convenient because then they're not actually going to meet me, and they and you can electronically send money to people, so that's 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 their ultimate angle. Um, the other thing is they don't talk American English, if that makes any sense. The way they phrase things, like they say dear a lot. Who says that? <laughs> Who calls somebody dear? You know, that's just weird. There's this kind of I, I can start to figure it out by the way they're talking. Um they, they often spell things in the English spelling of things, like neighbor or you know, um they 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 add use when they're not supposed to be if you're an American. <laughs> um and uh and it's not that there's anything wrong with that, but they're saying they're you know, they grew up in Des Moines. Well, people don't write like that in Des Moines. They don't talk like that in Des Moines. I've traveled a lot of the country, so a lot of times I, I know their hometown that they say they're from, and I ask them what neighborhood they're from, and they throw out something that is no real neighborhood in that town. I let them talk for a while only because I find it interesting. I think their stories are interesting, but I'm going, how gullible do they think I am? Do they think I've never traveled outside of my hometown that I don't realize that San Diego is on the Pacific Ocean, not the Atlantic Ocean, you know, or something like that, you know. And uh, so it's just been uh, just been weird, quite honestly. Have you ever seen that show, How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. So the sexless innkeeper comes from that show. The sexless innkeeper is a person who houses you for the night when you are wasted but under the ruse that you want to hook up with them. So they take you home. You're a traveler and you're not trying to pay for a hotel. And so you go to this person's house and they think that you want to hook up, but you like pass out on the couch or something. And being a man and doing that is how the show presented it. Cause if you did that as a woman, you get raped. <laughs> but um, doing that as a man, you know, you just kind of end up being like, you know, saving 200 bucks on a hotel in a big city. The sexless innkeeper. But don't do that as well. I was going to say, are you, are you presenting that super, as a No, as a that's, just, that's just a thing <laughs> that I am aware of. <laughs> but don't do not do that. Mm-mm. Don't take anyone home that you meet at a bar. <laughs> that's really dangerous. It is really that's dangerous. It's really dangerous no. if you think about it. Like, that's, you know, someone you don't know, like a stranger just like coming and they could just murder you. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of trust with people in my home in general. No. I still have an eye on you every time you walk out of the room. What's she, what's she looking at? Where's my cat? It's the, yeah, it's the cat. <laughs> it's, you're going to, I'm going to your cat. That's the person who's up. You just toss her in there and go. <laughs> I was in Los Angeles again. And this guy was actually from Reddit. It wasn't like a dating type scenario. It was from Reddit. I basically went to the Los Angeles subreddit and I was like, hey, Los Angeles, I'm here for a couple days. Like, show me a good time. And I got, like, hundreds and hundreds of responses. And somebody was like, hey, do you want to go to, like, a Los Angeles party? And I agreed to do that. It sounded, like, kind of fun. So um, he comes to pick me up from my Airbnb, and it's, like, 2 in the morning. This is already an unsafe scenario. I, like, put my phone in. Like, I know this is not a good idea. 
But he comes to my Airbnb, he picks me up, I get into his car, we're driving. He's like, oh, it's in the ice district, blah, blah, blah. So we're driving along, and then we get to, like, the downtown Los Angeles area. And all of a sudden, he, like, pulls into this dark alley. I'm not even kidding you. He pulls into this dark, unlit alley of Los Angeles, and I'm, like, thinking to myself, I'm about to die. I was terrified. So I'm texting the friend that I had gone to Los Angeles with. I was actually traveling with a friend, and I was like, hey... These are the cross streets I'm at. This is, like, the car that he was driving. Like, I'm in an unsafe scenario. And she was, like, passed out asleep because she had done, um, she had hiked up to the Hollywood sign that day and, like, had done a bunch of activities. So she was, like, already passed out. So I didn't think she was going to get anything till morning. And so I was, like, please tell my family, like, I really love them and care about them. And, like, you don't, like, hear back with me and, like, blah, 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 you know, because thinking that I'm going to die or get, like, sold into sex trafficking. So... It gets even worse after that point. He pulls up to a U-Haul, and I'm, like, panicking, like, full panic mode. And um, this other dude pops out of the U-Haul. Um, the guy rolls down the window, and, like, the dude from the U-Haul hands me a post-it note, and he's like, here's the address for the party and the password. And this is, like, totally an unbelievable scenario, but, like, it was literally, like, an address with a password, and so we go to this party. I didn't get back until, like, 9. I had to text my friend and be like, ignore everything else. But she'd already, like, read the first little, like, full panic mode in the morning. Um, anyway, I ended up being safe, but, like, it was a fun time, but it was, like, super dangerous, and I, like, realized that I couldn't, like, eat the food like that anymore. I was a part of you. You were a part of me. Oh, it was true. It was.